using mayonnaise to heal sea turtles. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Nearly two weeks after a frigid cold spell struck much of the U.S., tens of thousands of residents of Jackson, Mississippi, still don't have running water. The unseasonable weather caused the city's outdated equipment to freeze and water lines to burst. As of February 26, less than half of almost 80 water main breaks were repaired, and there was still a citywide boil alert. The city set up water distribution sites where hundreds were waited in line for hours with empty buckets. Some residents have noted the crisis has left the white part of Jackson relatively unscathed, while the black areas, which make up 80% of the state's capital, were hardest hit. There's a massive system in the Atlantic Ocean that circulates water from the equator to the poles and back south again. Known as the conveyor belt, it moves at a clip almost 100 times faster than the Amazon River. But according to new research, the system is the weakest it's been in over 1,000 years, and that could have severe consequences for the planet. The cause, the scientists say, is that global warming is heating Greenland's ice sheets, which is adding more fresh water to the salty current and disrupting its flow. As the current slows down, water can pile up along the U.S. east coast, raising sea levels, disrupting fisheries, and causing more severe hurricanes. Europe could see more intense winters, damaging heat waves, and severe droughts. Without reducing greenhouse gases, the authors say the vast ocean system could weaken by 45 percent by the end of the century and could bring us closer to a tipping point where it would become irrevocably unstable. 120 miles of coastline and beaches in Israel were coated in thick black tar after a massive oil spill. Endangered green sea turtles washed ashore, covered in the muck that got in their eyes and nasal passages. To treat the injured animals, Israel's National Sea Turtle Rescue turned to mayonnaise, which they fed to the reptiles and swabbed on their eyes and noses. The condiment interacts with the tar, making it thinner and able to pass through the turtle's digestive tract. The animals are expected to recover in two weeks and will be released back into the sea. The East African nation of Kenya is undergoing a severe plague of locusts brought on by unusual weather patterns made worse by climate change. Scientists say warmer seas are creating more rain, waking dormant eggs. But one company sees the infestation as an opportunity and is harvesting the insects to turn them into protein-rich animal feed and organic fertilizers for farms. The company called The Bug Picture is helping communities to collect locusts at night by flashlight when they are resting on shrubs and trees. The insects are crushed and dried, then milled and processed into powder. Locusts threaten the economic livelihood of one-tenth of the planet's population. A swarm the size of Paris can eat the same amount of food in one day as half the population of France. Much of the plastics polluting our oceans comes from the breakdown of consumer products, but a new study suggests that coatings painted on ship hulls could be to blame for much of the problem. The paints are used to protect hulls from barnacles and other organisms and are constantly rubbed off by winds and waves. Researchers from the University of Oldenburg say several thousand tons of the coatings end up in the marine environment every year and contain heavy metals and other additives that are toxic to many organisms. 
organisms. Plastics used in packaging accounted for only about one-third of the particles they collected and were more commonly found near shorelines. The researchers believe the other two-thirds of microplastics come from ships and that the problem is similar to tire wear particles being shed on the land. If you're interested in forensics, this story is for you. Imagine a fisherman went out on a boat, goes missing, but no one knows where or when he disappeared. Two weeks later, debris from the boat washes ashore. Goose barnacles that attach only to floating objects might be able to solve the mystery. Scientists at the University of New South Wales have developed a method to trace the accident by examining the barnacles that have attached to the debris. They can estimate the amount of time it spent drifting using an equation based on the average daily growth rate for the crustaceans. The scientists also developed a formula using the barnacle shells and sea surface temperatures to plot possible drift paths of the missing boat. And finally, scientists want to establish bases on the moon, and that will take a lot of planning, including what food they'll eat. Freeze-dried grub is not only dull, but loses important vitamins and minerals. So the European Space Agency wants astronauts to boldly go by going fishing. They want to develop fish farms on the moon. But how to get them there? A full-grown flounder can't make the journey, but perhaps its eggs can. According to Hakai magazine, French researchers conducted experiments to see which fish eggs had the right stuff, including modest oxygen requirements, short hatching periods, and a firm ability to handle radiation along the way. They placed eggs in beakers and shook them vigorously to simulate a rocket launch and ascent from Earth's gravitational field. The European sea bass was a clear winner for a future moon base. Besides the benefit of having more nutritious food, the crew would gain a psychological boost of having a pet so far from home. That's it for this week in water. We'll catch you next time.